Guy, we want to get into this? What do you think, listen, Jay? What do you- listen, we got, yeah, you know what? We got 100, 100 something people in here. You know, as Matty Forge says, without further ado, let's just do it. Mr. David Nakayama, everybody. Aloha from Hawaii. Hi, everybody. <laughs> and, and let's let's start off with that. Let's start off with that. Um, I, I know the view is much better over there than it is over here, David. So sorry. Sorry that you got to look at our faces. But you know what? How's the weather, man? <laughs> it's not bad. And uh, I am so happy to be with you guys. The Internet here, this connection is hanging on for dear life, but I will stay with you as long as I can. Uh, the, uh, it's, it's a, you know, a warm day here and I live kind of in a rainforest. So it's, it's also like simultaneously rainy, uh, something that kind of only happens to me in a way. Uh, but you guys should all come out and visit. We're having a great time here in Honolulu. Uh, don't go. tell Hell don't yeah. don't tell the butcher that he'll pack his bags and leave tomorrow. <laughs> you got a comfortable couch, David. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he meant stump to come to his house. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you know, JB knocking at the door. David would be like, uh, "I was I was joking." Um, <laughs> I don't know if you have too room soon, there, too Dave. quickly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't Sorry. get to take care of my luau for you. He's like, "I yeah. just met you, Jay." Sorry. Um, now, David, uh, thank you for coming on. Uh, we're going to we're going to just get into some questions because I know the, the defects are excited to have you here. And just I'm sure they're going to start typing some messages in there to ask you, too. So we'll keep an eye on the chat. But obviously, we jumped right into it right away. You're located in Hawaii. Um, you're working on stuff for Marvel, Dynamite, Hasbro. I mean, you're jam packed with stuff uh, like like our show tonight. So with all there in Hawaii, with all like, you know, like the. The, let, 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 let's just call it what it is. With all the eye candy, obviously, in Hawaii, how, how the heck you get any work done, man? <laughs> <laughs> I, I never leave my house and I never see my family. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's how I pull it off. <laughs> I hope not. I kid a little, a little bit. But uh, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm 43. I've been trying to get this going for a long time. And it's kind of like when cool opportunities come, you feel like you got to take it, you know, like you've been waiting 25 years for the opportunity to come sometimes. So how can I say no, right? If someone says, hey, do you want to do Red Sonia? Hey, do you want to do Spider-Gwen? Yeah, I definitely do. So <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to strike while the iron's hot. Well, there's there's nothing wrong with that, man. And, and you know, I, I, I played a little bit and said all the eye candy, but let's just talk about your artwork for a couple seconds and and to put it lightly, you have a you have a way with the ladies, man. Let me tell you. Ah, like, I, I, <laughs> Maybe I, I know Matt's putting it up there, so showing. yeah, I think so, man. Um, who's been your favorite to draw? Let's 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 ask that. Favorite characters? Gosh, it's it's tough, but uh, favorite lady, favorite lady, right now. favorite lady, favorite lady. I mean, it's it's uh, you can never go wrong with Rogue. You have a good choice up there. Nice. I never say no to any of the ex-ladies, comics for X-Men. You know, I was heavily influenced by people like Jim Lee and J. Scott Campbell and Adam Hughes. And I, I guess my fandom is just right there with those 90s comics, you know, X-Men being the start of it. So uh, I always go to Rogue or Emma Frost or Jean Grey or Storm. You know, there's just so many good choices on that team. I love it. I love it, man. I love it. Um, and obviously, you, you, big inspiration. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to ask you too. Jim Jim Lee, I'm sure, was a big inspiration for you. I know that. So, mm-hmm. huge fan of his say, as well. That's definitely true. I, I, 
I can elaborate a little bit. I, I, uh, I've said it on many, many places before, but the, the whole reason I even read comics is because I saw those uncanny issues and I like at the very specific moment, uh, I also wanted to like become a comic book artist. It all happened very quickly. I was like a kid who liked art, just looking for a place to invest that love, you know, was it going to be animation or comic strips or whatever, you know, uh, it, it, when I saw comics, that was it. Haven't really looked back. So, Dave, you I, I, talked about I, uh, about about your break. Could you tell us how that came about? Whoops, lost the ha- second half of that question. Can I tell you about? Oh, what? Yeah, sorry. I was going to say, David, uh, you were talking about you know you were an artist and waiting for your break to break into the comic book industry. Can you tell us how that happened? How did I break in? Oh, okay. Yes. Every artist has an excellent, weird, unique, how did I break in story. Mine was I won a magazine contest. <laughs> you guys might remember Wizard. Wizard. Guide to Comics. Yep. Yep. Yeah. They had yep. Yep, a pretty big deal for a lot of us growing up in a certain age uh, for a long time, for many years, basically before the internet took over. Um they had a contest where, you know, uh, Taka would do internships, you know, once a year, they'd try to bring in a new crop of talent. And this after, you know, having classes, if you want to call it, including, you know, Michael Turner was, you know, and guys around him and then Dave Finch, you know, guys around him. And then after that, there was a, a class, if you want to call it that with Tyler Kirkham and Mike Choi and Eric Basildua and myself, we were all in the studio at the same time being interns, learning from Mark Silvestri himself uh, you know, it was too good to be true. You know, like when that, when that became possible through the magazine contest, I jumped at it. I, uh, it still took a while to, to get the skills to, you know, do covers or even be a monthly artist, but that was how I first got my foot in the door. That was the top cow, right? Yeah. Through top cow, uh, productions over in LA. That that's that's awesome. Um, I know we obviously we're concentrating on some women, but here's the question too: man or woman, who are you just like dying to draw next? Who's like who are you like fiending to draw? Who am I dying to draw next? Oh gosh, um, that's a tough question. I don't know. It's kind of like I have this. I, I'm really fortunate, you know. I I, I have editors who know me and we've worked together a long time and you know it kind of just depends on what they want to drop in my lap and sometimes they'll just be like hey do you want to do this and i had would have never thought of that but then i'll be like yeah that sounds amazing i would love to draw that so case in point you got uh ren star wars ren right there wasn't wasn't on my radar really but then when i heard that they were exploring kylo's backstory in the comics i'm like yes this looks amazing i would love to do this and i had the best time with it so i'm kind of just open you know, if it's a if it's part of a big IP, you know, whether the Marvel universe, DC universe, Star Wars, whatever video games, I, I like all that stuff. And being a freelancer, I get to say yes to whatever I like. <laughs> thank goodness. And, and thank a, God you drew drew that Knights of Ren cover because that is absolutely fantastic. I mean, the unreal. Like, you. and and thank the way you. you said it, that it wasn't on your radar, but you're like, hell yeah! And look what turned out. I mean, that's that's. Uh, that's a testament to just like, hey, I could change gears real quick and whip this out, and that was fantastic. I mean, really, really beautiful. What's What's funny is is the background to it. Like you, you don't, 
you, unless unless you're looking, unless you're looking for it, all of a sudden you see all those guys in the background like pop. Yeah, like it's absolutely ridiculous. Because I didn't catch it at first. Thank you. And then I'm looking more and more, and I'm like, wait a minute, what? Like, sick. The uh, David, th- here's a yeah, question. Yeah, those, those Knights of Ren, they all have completely unique designs. So that was yeah. that was some effort <laughs> to put that in there. <laughs> but I didn't feel like I could have Ren without the Knights of Ren. You know. <laughs> yep, yep. No, you you killed it, man. You killed it. Um, you mentioned. You mentioned unknown comics. I know you've been doing uh, a bunch of store exclusives for them. Um, how did that relationship start with them? Like, like, in, and and how did the defects get in get in on this uh, exclusive stuff? But you can <laughs> you can answer that later. <laughs> uh, you know, all you got to do is you go to the company, you get that license, and then they offer to me. So uh, it's pretty much just up to whatever store you know uh, wants to do it. I've at this point. Been fortunate to work with many stores. Uh, we got a super chat here. Thank you. We got issues. Uh, Age of X Men Apocalypse and the X Tracks number one. David Nakayama one in fifty is amazing. Great work, Mister Nakayama. So thank you for that super chat. We got issues. Thank you, uh, Guy Forge. Yeah, that that keep one. Yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna special, keep it rolling. It's like extremely rare. Um, I'm just taking that there out early because of the echo, but. Uh, I love when people post their shots of that particular issue. It's so hard to find, apparently, online. It was under-ordered in the day, and I guess it turned out okay. So thank you for all you guys who are hunting that one. There you yeah. go. <laughs> I, I know you were dealing with technical difficulties, but we were talking about, like, the serial issues that, like, I'm absolutely in love with all of those that you did. Like, all, like, the symbiotes and, like, all that stuff and, like, I mean... The, did you come up? Did you come up with that? Like, like the actual idea of it, or like, did they tell you what to draw? Like, what what, what was behind that? Sure. Um, so the store came to me with that idea. They had a thumbnail and everything, um, pretty much ready to go. They even had whole brain. <laughs> that was all in there nice. uh, in my in my awesome. thumbnail, and my job was basically just to bring it to, you know, fruition, right? Like put in as much funny detail as I could also add to it. And as we went on, I added more and more of the jokes. And if you guys are familiar with the Batman ones we did later, those were mostly my jokes. (laughs) So I guess it's up to you to decide who had the better jokes. But if you like Batman ones, that was (laughs) the Harley, the Harley Quinn one too. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I, I I appreciate those. I love I love the the comedic part of it. So that's 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 great. That's great to see. I love the funny ones. So here here just rolling right along. Um, you're currently working on Red Sonia. Um, your Instagram said that you want to do like more mainstream titles. What did you mean by like more mainstream? Like what specifically were you talking about? Uh. What did I say? Um, I guess what I mean is, you know, a lot of people know me from, you know, retailer variants, maybe some odd variants here and there. And what I what I wanted to do is just become more accessible to people, you know, like have more main covers that you can buy with, you know, just three ninety nine rather than like the twenty dollar issues all the time. I, I like a mix. I like I just want to be as approachable and easy to find for an average collector as possible. It's mainly my goal nice. this year, I guess. Nice, nice. So speaking of goals, you uh, you went to Abu Dhabi 
for East Comic Con. How like that? <laughs> that must have been that must that must have been like out of control. And and here two part question with that follow up. Oh, I mean, uh, because okay. I, I know I know they're gonna the defects are gonna want to know after you talk about Abu Dhabi. Where can we find you coming to the new cons now that the new new con season started? Where are you going to be visiting? Great question. I'll answer without these things. So uh, Abu Dhabi was just a cool opportunity. You know, like I'm, I'm a Hawaii boy. I, I like to trouse and you get the opportunity to go that far afield. It's literally 24 hours, you know, for me to get there wow. by plane. And I, I, you know, I, I, I jumped at the chance, and it turned out it was a really interesting trip. You know, like if you ever get the chance to go, I highly recommend it. It's kind of like Vegas if it was like a high rise, but any of the sleeves. <laughs> if that makes any sense. <laughs> Count me out. <laughs> Sorry, Jay's not coming. Schedule for the rest of the year is going to be uh, first. We got a signing in Texas next week. Then it's going to be MegaCon. Then it's going to be C2E2. And then uh, also New York Comic Con in the mix, too. I, I definitely wanted to return to C2E2 and, and New York. Those are shows I try never to miss. So hopefully we're going to make that happen this year. Finally, after after COVID finally is going to let us have that chance, you know? Well, I know I know, nice. I know a lot of the That's... defects are going to be happy to see you in New York. Let's just let's just put it that way. Yep, yep. So let's let's change let's change uh, direction just for a second. Um, let's talk about toys, okay? This is this yeah. is where it gets fun. All right. And Maddie's gonna Maddie's gonna put up some stuff. Um, Hasbro released your box art uh, for their new Marvel figures. You did art for we have it up here, U.S. Agent and Blue Marvel. So this is a two part question. Then you can take the headphones off because that's what we're gonna do now. Um, how did you come up with the okay. way you were going to draw the character? Like, did, was it this is what you were going to do, or they told you one and two? Maddie always says that that Marvel doesn't make mistakes and they always do things for a reason. Why blue Marvel now? Why? <laughs> <laughs> come on, Dave. Okay. Come on, give us a little inside information. Go. So the answer to the first question is: I'm always very happy to do whatever they assign. Like, I am a hardcore Marvel fan. If they want to assign me D-Man or Slapstick, I'm going to do it. You know, like that's that's fun for me. I like those characters. We recently did Sleepwalker and Despair, for example. These are deep cuts, but I really enjoy that. I love these characters. Um, so if they want to offer me, uh, you know, Marvel and USH, I, I think these are actually pretty solid characters, characters I like who are kind of a big deal in the Marvel Universe and was very happy to do them. And then does it have any, like, uh, is there a hint or a portent there about what's coming? Nope, not at all. I don't think Hasbro <laughs> talks to them too much about their, their upcoming plans. I don't really think that's a, a thing. I think it's just kind of Hasbro's going through the, the list of the 3,000 or whatever Marvel characters there are and trying to get to the ones they haven't, you know, already. Now, but that said, like, if a new movie's coming out, then... And of course, there's going to be a line of movie related uh, figures. Um, but in terms of like the uh, you know like the deep Marvel universe cuts, I think that's kind of just who they want to fill in the gaps for. You know, you didn't, you didn't just get a yeah, text. I saw the wink, Kevin David. Feige, it's all right. right. You don't have to. You don't have to say it out loud. But we we know what's happening. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Blue Marvel's coming. It's okay. You don't have to say. It. <laughs> <laughs> He should totally be in uh, Doctor Strange. There, there you go. 
You there heard you it go. here, folks. You, that's it. That's it. <laughs> Interview is over. David Feige just just texted David. So uh, you know what? It's, it's, uh, Kevin Feige. Sorry, what did I say? David yeah. Feige. Yeah, it doesn't work. Um, anyway, <laughs> Maddie, did you have something? I know I have a couple more questions, uh, but I know you said you had something about some of the games. I, I did. I did. So we're on. We're on not comic books, but still comic art, right? And and yeah. I know you're a little bit of a gamer. So you want to talk a little bit about Alloy here on uh, the Play Magazine cover for Horizon Forbidden West. Tell us about, like, is it a different process sure. when you're doing a comic book? And I know, and again, I'm sure this was cool for you because you're a little bit of a gamer yourself, so. Sure, I'd love to talk about this. The, uh, I, for the last few years, maybe since 2017, maybe 2018, uh, Official PlayStation Magazine UK, which is now known as Play Magazine, uh, will have me come out for some special edition covers, uh, you know, for the, previewing the, the next year's crop of games. So sometimes you can look back at the previous ones and it's it's hilarious what cover because they didn't come out like for two more years, but it's still uh, fun to preview the characters. And, and you're right, I really do like games. I actually spent 12 years in a little bit of a career detour through video games. Uh, and so any chance I get now uh, to freelance and do these um, uh, you know, popular game characters, that's just pure joy for me. Uh, I've said many times that Horizon Zero Dawn uh, is my favorite game of all time. I just think it's a fantastic, perfect game. So, yeah, as soon as they said Aloy, I was in. No matter what else was part of the project, I, I was going to go for it. It also happened to include fantastic choices like God of War and and Dead Space and, and Ghost of Tsushima. I'm sorry, uh, Tokyo. Ghostwire, which just launched like yesterday. So this year's crop was nothing but winners. Um, yeah, and I can't wait to play the sequel, by the way, for, for Horizon. It's, I mean, if it's anything like the first one, I'll love it. Nice, nice. I'll be playing that in like 12 years when I'm done with Elden Ring. <laughs> <laughs> they take forever. I'm, I'm, I'm still playing Zelda Ocarina of Time. So. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Graduate anyway. to Breath of the Wild. Um, it's the best. All right, you got it. There you go. Uh, <laughs> so here's here's I, I just want to ask you about it because I'm I'm a huge I mean uh yeah, I had the theory of uh one time in my life when I was reading uh Jim Lee's comic books that I was gonna be a comic book artist too, and then that fell kind of short. Um I did go to college for art and I did graphics and stuff, so you're the way you do stuff is just so intriguing. Um, I just want you to take a minute, and if you don't mind, talk about your drawing process. Because I know, is it one, is it all digital? And do you use models? Not always. Do you use, like, do you use other things, like, for reference? Do you use models? Like, like what's, your, what's your process? Sure. Um, so it depends on the piece uh, sometimes. I'll start a piece traditionally. I'll act with you know a pencil and ink on a board, and then I'll scan it in and sort of polish the colors in Photoshop. Sometimes I'll do the entire thing soup to nuts in Photoshop. Uh, so it really just varies. Sometimes it's purely about like, is this a cool opportunity to make a cover that you know the collectors will will want to buy? You know that that that's part of the business that we're in, and so I got to think about that. Um, if I get a Carnage number one, that, that might be a good choice, you know, to do an original for. Um, the other part of your question was like, 
do I use rest? And I would say, absolutely. I think you not to, you know, like if, I mean, unless you're doing like a very cartoony style where it doesn't matter, but if you're trying to do anything realistic, it's kind of like uh, shooting yourself in the foot to not have it, you know, like yeah, drawing hands are hard. So I look at a mirror to see my own hands or if I need to draw, you know, uh, a very fit and uh, beautiful person, then I, I'm going to check out reference, right? Like I have, I have folders full of arms and legs and whatever from different angles. And I can always rely on that uh, when it's, you know, when I need to put that character together. Now that the problem is I, there's no way I'm going to have a picture for every, oh, it looks like you want to interject. Go for Sorry. it. Sorry. Yeah. No, I had to ask you a question because you said you look at arms and whatever, or you could just walk to the beach and like, you know, go see the women on the beach and then you know, <laughs> reference. Right. <laughs> that wouldn't be creepy at all. No, I just noticed it <laughs> from afar. From afar, yeah. From like you know, like, like you know. Yeah, the binoculars will make it less creepy. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> nobody will see. Nobody will notice. Nobody will notice. <laughs> oh God. No, uh, fortunately, we we have Instagram. You know, like there's plenty of oh, that's right. You know, that's right. bodybuilders and that kind of thing. That that comes in real handy. Well, no, a lot of your stuff, um, again, like I said, that's why I asked, because a lot of your stuff, when you get into like the, the details of it, when you're like, uh, for instance, it pops up in my head, like, like when you were, when that wolf, that one Wolverine from the side where his arms and he has like the veins and like stuff like that, you get really, really into detail. Obviously you gotta be referencing something because my, one of my, my art teachers from elementary school always told me, draw what you see, not what you know. That's right. That's the best advice. Um, so I think you have to be able to invent most of the figure on your own, you know, be able to construct it with cylinders and all that kind of stuff. If you really want to capture that realistic detail, it's going to require some, some reference. And then also the reference is never going to be perfect and you can't be a slave to it. The artwork will get really stiff and weird. So you have to sort of, infer from the reference where things are supposed to be and match it up to the character that you constructed to keep things fluid. That's sort of the art of it, you know, like taking this as a reference, but not being beholden to it too much, if that makes sense. hundred percent, hundred percent. I'm going to, I'm you know what? I'm going to see if these guys have anything else, but I'm going to finish this off with one question that actually someone from the community reached out to me and asked me to ask you. So this is actually really cool. One of, one of our followers, one of our defects, uh, he's an artist himself. Uh, his name is Soul Twice on Instagram. He reached out to me, uh, asked me to ask you this. You, you, you do a lot of like color bleed, right? That's what it's called. So yeah, that's what he, I call he, it. And, and, and you can reference what, what that is, obviously, after I ask the question and explain to people. But um, other artists that we know of in the community like doing like negative space variants and stuff like that. You do color bleed. So why do you choose that way? And then wh what is your process when you do that? Like, how do you create that? And that's by soul twice. Right. That's that, his question. An excellent so. question. I've never been asked that. Uh, I'm very happy to answer it here. So negative space is a sort of been a, a trend, you know, you see artists doing it here and there uh, in comic book covers for a long time. And sometimes they're really cool. I really like it. But the problem with negative space is that let's say you're doing a yellow background cover and it's cycling his, 
his gloves are yellow, so now his hands disappear. You know, that, that's a problem. It becomes really weird looking. And I mean, th there is, there's always going to be a little bit of that weirdness in a negative space cover. Um, if you've picked the exact right character with the exact right thing, it can work out. But the reason I do negative space is because you can kind of get all the good stuff. I'm sorry, the reason I do color bleed uh, is because you can get all the coolness of the, you know, the, the interior costume color bleeding out to the background color, but not lose an understanding of what you're looking at. You know, like um, I've seen Frank Cho do this, do this sort of technique before. I'm sure other artists do as well. You know, Golden Age Illustrators certainly got to it way before I did. I call it color bleed, um, but it, it's an it's an existing technique. It's just like the cousin of you know a negative space. Uh, I I just think it has all the positives and none of the negatives. Um, and then I'll give you a second to uh, reply back, and then maybe I'll answer the second part. Yeah, no, no, I I love that, and I love how you said it has some more of the positives than the negatives. You know. Without, without maybe that pun that you meant to do or you did mean to do it, but that I like that. <laughs> without the negatives, yeah, right. Yeah. I totally intended that. <laughs> the the way I approach it is, I'll just draw it as normal, you know. But I'm kind of keeping an eye toward, you know, what is the the color of the suit versus the that's going to become the the background color. Trying to look, think ahead to what what's going to sort of sit back and what's going to jump forward and typically that gets rendered it's going to be that part that's going to pop and that works every time which is why color bleed works pretty much every time um the way i'll actually draw it sometimes is i'll separate the rendered part of the drawing into its own layer in photoshop and i'll i'll separate just the parts that are lines uh into lines that are transparent behind them so that the color i choose can be manipulated along the way um that's the theory. That's the, how I try to approach it. Sometimes I have to, you know, make adjustments along the way. That's, that's how I, you know, uh, stack it in Photoshop. Those two different things. Nice. Have you, have you ever done, um, a live feed? Cause I don't think I've seen one, like a live feed of you drawing something, um, like streaming it, like where people can like, you know, on Instagram or something. Well, the closest I got was I tried for a little while to do the YouTube thing. I would, you know, use software to record the drawing process and I'd put it up on YouTube and see if anyone wanted to watch the time lapse. And I kind of no one wanted to see it. So <laughs> I just stopped doing it. <laughs> it wasn't really worth the effort. It's sort of a pain in the butt to make all the recordings and stitch them together and, you know, uh, add the sound and all that stuff. So uh, for me, it wasn't really uh, a good use of my time. Um, but I get it. I mean, like you guys know better than anybody, it takes time to build an audience. If I wanted to return to, to YouTube and really make a go of it, I could do a, you know, a voiceover thing. I could maybe I do it on Patreon and charge for it. I don't know. It's, it, it's a future thing I might think about, but for now I'm just really enjoying drawing the covers themselves and I'll, I'll pretty much stick to that. Um, the follow-up question might be, you know, well, how does anyone ever get to see how you do it? Well, uh, fortunately, I, I do have those those free streams that I put out there, and also there was a, there's an article in a recent Imagine FX magazine, uh, which is the you know the leading digital art magazine, where I go through it step by step with words. You know, there's video, there's brushes on the disc. Uh, that would be the best resource. You know, for someone who wants to see exactly how I do things, 
that's where I would point you. Um, I don't remember the issue off the top of my head, but uh, Imagine FX, the issue I did, it has a, a Josh Swaby cover with Harley Quinn, and then I'm, I'm a, a feature article on the inside. That's that's awesome. And I know I know uh, people are going to start to look that up because I think knowing the process and seeing like from start to finish how it's done. And I think I'm going to be honest. I think you should try Instagram. You have like ninety nine thousand followers. If you went live and just started drawing something on Instagram, I think people are going to watch it, David. OK, just throwing it out there. <laughs> there you go. We'll see what happens. Uh, there's so many cool things to work on. You know, it's just about the time. Yeah, the time is for sure. I agree. So. But you know what? I Listen, we appreciate you taking the time to come and sit with us. Um, I, we, you know, your time is valuable. I know that. I know you, your family, you know, they t work takes you away. So we took you away for a little while. We apologize, but I think the defects had a great time. We had a lot of fun. Um, anything you want to plug uh, before you get out of here, anything you're working on now that you want to send the defects uh, over to see? Sure. Wow. Um, so right now, the thing I'm really the most excited about is kind of what we we're talking about before is, you know, making covers more readily available to a wider audience. And so we've just got the first issue of Gwenverse dropped like uh, two weeks ago, uh, means the second one's going to be coming out very soon. And I've just the other day uh, finished the fifth one, which means I'm done. I've finished the, the, my, my run of five issues uh, nice. covers. I couldn't be more excited about that series. So I hope people will continue picking that up. That's going to be in stores right now. And hot on the heels of that is is Red Sonia. I've just finished the fourth of five of those. And uh, that first issue should be coming out uh, very soon. I think it's next week or the week after. Um, it's called Red Sonia Immortal. And it what's neat about it is it brings back her outfit from the first uh, from the first issue. Um, the Barry Windsor Smith outfit where she's got like the full chainmail shirt. Um, yep. you know, if Spider-Man can have uh, 3000 outfits, I think Red Sonia can have two. So that's what I've been saying. <laughs> sure. And I, sure. I hope people sure. enjoy it. <laughs> I still think it looks sexy as hell. So I don't think it takes anything away from, from that. So anyway, hope you guys enjoy those new series. And, uh, I hope to be offered many more this year. We'll see what happens. And in the meantime, there's so much cool, variant and and retailer exclusives that i can't wait to to share and of course there's also my brand new davidnakayama.com store page that we just opened where i'll be making signed copies available for people so thank you guys so much for the support uh and i hope you guys will check that out well hey man jay you want to say anything before we get out of here david thanks for coming on dude like they said thanks for taking out time from your family and you're a busy guy. Um, it must be incredible to be that kid in the 90s looking at McFarlane and J. Scott Campbell and all that stuff. And now you're that guy, man. So God bless. <laughs> I hope you come back on. And we're looking forward to all your future endeavors. You're very kind. It was really my honor to be on the show with you. Thank you so much for the invite. And thank you for everyone who's listening. Uh, I appreciate it so much. And you're, you're way generous to say I'm in there with those 90s guys. They're like, <laughs> <You are too. laughs> I'm just trying to <laughs> climb that mountain and get as close as I can, you know? <laughs> Love it. David, David, keep killing it. Keep doing what you're doing, man. Um, you have a huge, huge following. Uh, but the talent speaks for itself. So keep keep doing what you're doing. We love it. Thank you, David. 
Appreciate it, okay. guys. We'll catch you again soon. I'll definitely message you to follow this up, and we appreciate you coming. Anytime. Out. I'll log off now before the internet makes me, but uh, <laughs> appreciate it. Talk to you guys next time. Thanks, bud. Thanks, bud. Thanks, Talk David. to you soon. Bye-bye. That was sick, David Nakayama. Come on, these gentlemen. That's it. Ooh. Support this man. He's fantastic. He does. Really, I gotta really say, my my, my favorite my favorite cover has to be that Black Panther number one, dude. He absolutely knocked it out of the park. Um, you gotta see that this this Red Sonia that's coming out when she's standing there with the sword, like a, the side view is absolutely yeah. bonk bonkers, bro. But I love his Wonder Woman. I would I hope he's watching. I'm gonna text him again. But his Wonder Woman that he did was absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy.